if, if people would just go see the leads, yeah, not give up, if they have a few bad days, there's no way they'll fail. There's no way that I think either one of us would let them fail if they were actually going out and seeing the people and working as hard as they can. I would never let anybody fail that was doing that. That's an amen because that's something that I always uh, me and my dad always said, kind of stole this, but no man left behind. Yeah. So good morning. I'm so excited to have one of the most incredible uh, final expense leader that has ever been in our industry. Uh, Doug, I'm excited about our podcast this morning. And I will tell you right off the bat, you are in the elite category of final expense leaders. Let me explain what I mean by that. There's only a handful of final expense leaders that's ever produced over a million dollars a month. And you have surpassed that. And when I say a million dollars a month, I'm talking about final expense protection and final expense protection only. So, uh, I'm so excited to uh, share with individuals your story and your background. And I'll start by uh, asking, uh, can you share with me the exact date that you started with Senior Life? So, um, yeah, so thank you for having me, Ron. I'm excited as well. Um, I started back in August of 2013 was the day that I started working for Senior Life. And previous before that, I was working with another company and I always heard about you. And I always heard about Senior Life. Um, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate and who was fortunate or unfortunate for, but it was good for me, but they had nothing but bad things to say about you. You know, and that was kind of my first introduction to Senior Life. And I heard these bad stories for a long time. And the more they talked, the more I had to find out for myself. The reason I say that is because when, when people talk a lot about anybody, it almost got to make you wonder why they're talking about you. Because no one just wants to talk bad about people, right? In my opinion, I think that people talk bad about other people because they're scared of them and scared of what they're capable of. At least that's the way that I look at it. So at first, I didn't think anything of it. And I got some letters from you, and I heard a little bit about Senior Life. A few people had left where I was and went to go work here and, you know, just really didn't think much of it. But you just keep hearing things and keep hearing things. And I kept getting letters, and I just got to a point where I had to find out for myself. And that's when, right around August of 2013, I picked up that phone and called you. And you didn't answer. I didn't answer. You didn't answer. And I'm like, I don't like I was like, Doug, this the conversation I had with myself was, why do you think that the president of an insurance company would answer the phone for you? Like, that's what went on in my head. And it only took maybe about 20 or 30 minutes. You did call me back. You know, uh, it is amazing that uh, other people say bad things about anyone and what I've always tried to stress is uh, lips can tell you anything, yeah. but facts uh, are what you need to stand on. And 
yes, I try my best to call any and everybody that calls me or emails me. And uh, I remember sending you multiple letters because you were on my hit list. And, and they weren't just generic letters. I mean, these were hands. I know your signature now. So I know, I know it to be true that you were actually signing those letters and sending them yourself. You were on my hit list. <laughs> and uh, for several reasons, uh, one being I saw what you were producing as a final expense agent. Two, you were in an area that we needed a leader and we needed to build out South Florida. And, you know, I've learned over time that Good people don't just change at the drop of a hat. And I've learned that, uh, you know, it, it takes time to reel in good people. And, you know, normally when I put someone on a hit list, I end up uh, making it happen. But I'm so uh, thankful that you joined Senior Life when you did. I remember going down and interviewing uh you and you interviewing me, I actually uh, uh, flew down by myself. I remember that. And uh, we met in a steakhouse, if I remember right, that was connected to the hotel. And that was a very fortunate day for senior life. And I think it, uh, you can say on your end if you've been fortunate. And we've had a very good relationship. You know, uh, to write a million dollars of, of annual premium a month in final expense business uh, is probably less than 25 people in America that's ever done that. And I remember when you started with us, you brought with you how many agents? None. What was that number? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <clears throat> but I, I could tell from your personal production that you were really good. And I, I, I knew in the back of my mind, I knew kind of how Lincoln Heritage, which is who you came from, I knew their structure. I knew that you really were at a dead end. Yeah. And uh, I knew that if I could ever just get a phone conversation with you, that I thought we could might put something together. But if you don't mind, share a little bit about the journey that you've had throughout the years that you've been with us. And, uh, you know, I think it's important for people to hear and learn, hear that you can come with only one person yourself and work your way up to uh, the million dollar club, whether it's a million dollars a month in production or a million dollars or more in income. And you've done both. So, uh, I'd like for you to share just a little bit about the journey. Yeah. Well, when I first heard about Senior Life and we sat down that day, and just like quick little funny story, I don't know if you remember this, but we're sitting there talking, and I was nervous, you know? I mean, you're a little intimidating, Okay. you, you know? I'm not anymore to me, but in the beginning you were, and maybe sometimes you are still a little bit, okay. you know, <laughs> to me. But, uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, and I glance over, like, in the corner of my eye, and I see, like, a timer on your phone. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, this guy's recording me. Like, I, that's how they had me thinking. 
Like, that's how bad. Like, I'm like, is this a setup? Am I being set up here? Am I going to lose my job, everything? Like, what is going on here? And I said, Ron, are you recording me? And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm timing myself because of your injury. You know, you had to switch sides for the circulation and all, and you would time yourself, you know? And it's just, I'm like, oh, thank God. But, you know, just kind of funny. I don't know if you remember that. But, you know, when we were talking that day, everything that I ever wanted in an opportunity, boom, you were listing them. So when we were sitting down that day and you were listing all the things that Senior Life does was exactly in line with for all those years that I, I like I just if, if, if they would just do this, like, watch out. If they would just do this, 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 like, I could do it. You know what I mean? And it was so funny because everything that you listed was everything that I always wanted. Because I knew that if I had the right tools that I could accomplish what I wanted to accomplish, you know? <clears throat> but we're all grown up in, and taught over time that if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And you said something to me that day. You said, Doug, I'm not going to ask you to trust me. I want to earn your trust. You know, and no one's ever said that to me before. So, like, I, it, it, I took a lot of stock in that. And, you know, I'm like, okay. And, and we just kept sitting down. We, just, we were talking and talking and talking. And, man, I remember looking at my watch and it was late, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. And, you know, we've had over the years many conversations that went, I mean, just the other day, I think we talked for almost two and a half hours, not even expecting it. My wife went next door, came back. She's like, you're still talking to Ron? Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know. We're just talking. You know, because we, we've grown to have a really good relationship, you know. But to get back to what I was saying, when, when you spend so many years wanting nothing more than just that opportunity, because when you're stuck and literally someone's got their thumb on your head, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? Like, you just want an opportunity. And I... I would say if I had to go back and do it all over again, I probably would still start out at Lincoln Heritage. I would still go through all the nonsense that I went through because I think that really helped me understand how phenomenal of an opportunity that we have here at Senior Life. I think there's way, way too many people that take what we have for granted, you know, because there's so many good things and it's overall, there's not a company out there that can, that can hang with us when you line everything up. You know, I, I think a big part of that is because we're agents. And, you know, as myself being an agent, I try my dead level best to put myself in an agent's shoes in every decision that I make or that we make. And, you know, we've tried to create uh, a perfect model, so-called. And when I say a perfect model, sure, there's not everything perfect, but our opportunity is really as close to being uh, perfect as you could ask for. You know, uh, it is uh, sad that so many people that we come in contact doesn't see this opportunity and maybe takes the opportunity for granted. You know, we do a lot of things for agents and most important thing that we do is we have a platform where they cannot be held back yeah. by anybody and an agent can get paid with us exactly what they're worth and uh, you know my biggest uh, challenge for years was you know uh, 
growing to the level that I wanted to grow to in the company. Uh, Lincoln Heritage didn't have the opportunity that I needed to get to where I wanted to go, even though that I was a, a top regional director there for years. Uh, and that kind of goes back to, I knew that you were stuck. I knew that no matter how much uh, harder that you tried or you asked, you were always going to be under five or six individuals stuck way deep. And the only way to ever grow would be those individuals to die. And a lot of times at Lincoln, when they die, it actually goes to another family member. So you're still stuck, but, uh, we do offer a great total package. Uh, our platform is second to none. I do not know what else we can do to, to make it better. I'm sure uh, we will keep improving, but it, it's, you've done an amazing job when you sit back and think uh, you're in Miami, uh, you're in an area that, you know, you would think is, is too rich or, you know, there's uh, it's a melting pot of so many different uh, nationalities that, uh, most people uh, overlook Miami. I had made up in my mind to show you how strong your mind is. I'd made up in my mind over the years just to stay out of Miami because I thought that uh, that was an area that was too hard for me. And you've proven me wrong and something that you've also proven to me. And I, you know, I have always believed this, but this is just an, a fact that it's not the land, it's the man. And, you know, I know wholeheartedly, 1,000%, that if we find the right leader, uh, we can do some amazing things as far as production. And I'm so glad we found you, and I'm so glad this opportunity has turned out uh, the way that you wanted it. But it's turned out that way because of you. We can only assist you. We can only give you the tools, but you've taken the tools that we have and you've done a phenomenal job uh, and you've still uh, got a long ways to go because I know what some of your goals are. But uh, how many agents would you say uh, that you have talked to or recruited over the years? If there's a number, uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in hearing Before that. I tell you that number, I do want to say that I appreciate you saying all that, but it's not just me. It isn't. Because what, what I think a, a big part that people miss about senior life is the people. You know, yes, we've done an amazing job, and you've done an amazing job of creating, you know, things, tools to make it easy for people like Slice and Leads the Way and, you know, <clears throat> are set up with Legacy Assurance and, and so many other things. Like you, you, we can have a whole hour-long conversation about all those tools, but because it wasn't always easy for me. Like, it, it's, it's funny how, like, even people look at your success and they just see how much you, you, what you've accomplished. They look at me, you know, we did almost 1.6 million last month and all oh, that sounds all great, but it wasn't always that way. You know that. I've been up, I've been down, I've been way up, I've been way down, left, right, center, all over the place. And if it wasn't for the support of the home office and all of you guys, I'd have no chance. You know, and I think that's just a big thing that 
people need to see more of is the love. You know what I mean? Because it, it helps get you through. When you know the people that you're working with and you know what their visions are and you know what their goals are and you know what they're all about, you fight harder. You know what I mean? And I always remembered that and never forgotten it. So when those times when I was down and somewhat deflated, like it was, it was more than just about myself, you know? So that really is what helped got me through all those years. Cause yeah, I did start off with zero and I got up to however many agents. And sometimes I felt like I was back down to zero again and you got to work your way back up. And it's, and that's just the battle that we deal with every day, you know, but we got to constantly be moving. You know, Robert just said something a few minutes ago is every single day, you either growing or you're shrinking, you know, there's, there's no staying the same, you know, and you just got to constantly be keeping making efforts to grow. Now you're going to have days when you shrink. That's just, it, you can't help that, but you know, we got to be trying to grow every day. So over the years, I've talked to thousands of people, thousands, more, tens of thousands. I don't know, a lot of people. And I really wish that some of them would have given them, given this opportunity more of a shot. A lot of them just didn't quite yet wait for the magic to happen because I think a lot of people nowadays, they got this microwave mentality that it's just going to happen. And I think sometimes we make it seems like, seem like it is so easy because for us, I think it, it is pretty easy. It is pretty simple, but the amount of work, like what time did we wrap up yesterday? Close to nine o'clock. Yeah, I like think. people don't see that stuff. They just see what we accomplish. But all that grit, hard work, long hours, they just think that if I can just go get a couple of leads or hire a couple people and I'm just going to become a millionaire. And that's not the case. Well, <laughs> I asked the question of the number of agents that you've talked to over the years. And the reason I asked that and you didn't really answer it, which is the perfect answer, in my opinion, is you don't know, and it really doesn't matter how many that you've talked to to get to where you're at. Mm -hmm. You talk to enough to build your business to the level that you want it, regardless, you don't keep up with that number. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's an important fact that a lot of individuals need to hear real clearly. Who cares how many you've talked to? You not know, enough if I look back, honestly. Not enough. <laughs> uh, you know, I do agree with you. Agents today are individuals in general that come in and they go to work with a senior life. A lot of them are not committed to begin with. Uh, they want to stick their toe in. Uh, if the water seems warm, they will continue if it's freezing cold, they stop. And, you know, when we're hiring agents, more than likely they've not been successful yeah. where, they, where they're at. And they're reaching out and they're trying to find that right opportunity. Well, we provide the right opportunity, but if they only stick their toe in the water. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, everybody that you hear is going to tell you you got to work a lot of hours. I think it kind of is a little bit different. Work every lead that you get every week. And if it takes two days to do that or seven days, yeah. if you do that, 
and you have that understanding, there's just about no way to fail at this. Uh, how can someone fail if they see every lead every week? Yeah. Explain that to me. How can they, Doug? You can't really. If you really break it down to the basics, you cannot, you know, and even some of the most successful people in my organization, and we got some pretty, we got some pretty bad agents, man. Like we got some good ones. And, you know, they weren't always great at working leads, but they, even if they got kicked in the teeth a little bit, they came back the next week and they came back the next week and they came back and you get better. So you, so you can never lose if you go out and see the people. Like, you will stumble across business. You know, uh, I can think of an agent that you work with that uh, has been with us uh, several years now, and it's Lionel. Mm -hmm. uh, Lionel is very hard for me to understand when I'm talking with him. So I have to be very, uh, I mean, I have to be listening really closely. But he's proven something to me, uh, and there's many others, but I just think of him right off the bat. Lionel's a guy that is out working leads, has had tremendous success with us, and I know that if I have a hard time understanding him, there's others that do also. Yeah, yeah. But look at what he's done. Yeah, and he never has a problem going out there. And the funny thing, he's Haitian. And he doesn't even want to work to Haitian. So the, the market that you would think he would want to work in, because it'd be easier for them to maybe understand him with his accent, he don't want to have anything to do with it. He's just uh, made me look at things different. And yeah. I, I, yeah, no doubt. Uh, you Listen, know, there's, there's not a more loyal and hardworking person in my agency than Lionel. And, and, and there's many others that I, that I sit here and think about, Jen, Bianca, yeah. uh, Eric. Uh, Mr. Berwin, mm -hmm. uh, here's a guy that uh, has had success in his life, and we're probably his third or, or fourth uh, career. And here's a gentleman that, uh, how old would you guess, Mr. Berwin? He's over. He just had his 82nd birthday. 82nd birthday, and he's out working leads. And I, I think I'm right in saying this. Here's a guy that's never complained one day about anything. Not to you. Not to you? Not to you. Okay. <laughs> to me. No, no, not at all, really. I mean, think about it. He's, he's uh, at his age working leads. Lionel is uh, doing his thing. Uh, you've got Jen and Bianca that were – tremendously great in the field now today they're great on the telephone and i guess where i'm going by that is that a good leader like yourself uh can get people to follow you and i think that's uh one of your biggest assets is uh not only does people like you they want to follow where you're going because you get the job done uh you talk about right at a million a million six in annual premium in one month, that even uh, separates you that much more. Once you go over the $2 million a month mark, uh, I'm pretty sure that there's less than 10 people in America that's ever done that. When 
if you had to put a timetable, when do you think that you'll be at two million mark? This month. This month. Yeah. Seriously. That's our goal. Uh, Why not? That's a heck of a goal. I hope you're there. I was thinking it may take you three or four more months, but hey, the sooner the better. Uh, That's been the goal for the last couple of months. As soon as we hit a million, my goal was two million. You know? Well, I don't don't want to say that it can't be done that fast, but uh, that's a a very big jump. Yeah. Uh, I think... I think it's just, you know what it is, Ron? It's a few more people <clears throat> understanding some of the things that we're talking about and just just a little notch. The people are there. You know, it's just getting more people more plugged in to the system that we know works because it developed you. It developed many others, myself. Like, if more people would follow suit in that system, the success will be there for them. You know, it is crazy that uh, to think all you got to do is plug in. Uh, there's really your time is the biggest financial investment yeah. that you make. You know, what I've always liked about the business and, and still what I like today is that individuals can uh, come in, have an opportunity to make virtually whatever amount of money they want to make. Mm-hmm. And the biggest uh, investment is your time. Yeah, You know, as, as an entrepreneur like myself, there's been many things along the way and when I was younger that I thought about doing, but I'm so glad I got in this business uh, because the only serious investment was my time. Yeah. And that's, I think, one of the biggest assets that I have is that when other people are sleeping, I'm working. And this is a business that I learned many years ago that if I would go see the leads, there was no way to fail. I even got to the point where I knew what each lead was worth. Yeah. So I decided on Friday of every week, what I wanted to make the next week based on the amount of leads that I worked. And at the last few years, I was working 30, 40, 50 leads a week. Did you always have that figured out though? No. Like in the beginning, it wasn't figured out. Like you were just, no. right? And I think a lot of people think that they have to have it figured out from the beginning. And you I don't know, think you do. The thing that you have to have figured out from the beginning is go work the leads. Yeah. That's all you have to have figured out. And what happens so many times is someone goes out and they call on five or six or 10 leads and no one buys, everybody slams the door, everybody tells you they didn't send it in, everybody tells you that they didn't call, they give up. Yeah. And it's so sad that they give up because the more no's you get means the more yeses that you get. And we're in a business kind of like a, a baseball Hall of Famer. Uh, you're going to get four, five, six, seven sales out of every 20 to 25 leads. And when you think about that, you're going to hear a lot of no's. That's just part of it. Yeah. And I learned that 
uh, each no that I got, I was that much closer to a yes. So uh, I would shake the individual's hands. I would get on out of uh, their house, get on to the next lead, because I knew that uh, the next lead was the one that I would sell. Yeah. Or maybe the one that I would sell. How many, tell me this, how many years uh, with senior life did you sell in the field? How quickly was it you stopped selling in the field? Do you you know? Like full steam ahead, it was less than a year. And after that, after my first like eight months, I want to say, because I came here to build a business. I didn't come here to be an agent. I came here to build a business. So I knew from the get, I was going to have my work cut out for me because I needed to do things. Because I can't just go out and work leads because that's, I'm not building my business yet. So I, because I was already a seasoned agent, like I can make sales, like that, that was good, you know? So I had to spend time um, building and things like that. So after about eight months of really kind of going hard, uh, maybe even a little bit less, I was only going out in the field to train, to help, to, you know, things of that nature. So it wasn't long after. It didn't, it didn't take much to get um, to round about that, that $100,000 mark. I think that's kind of like the, the magic number, you know, more or less when you're building. If you can get to around about $100,000 a month, you know, you can really, really spend a lot of time focusing on building and growing and helping. So it wasn't long at all. So what, what made you uh, see this opportunity when I shared it with you? What was, I mean... Uh, obviously, uh, there's a lot of turnover in our industry, and uh, you know what? What could you say uh, to anyone that listens to this podcast? What could you say was the reason that you said yes? This is the right company. Yes, this is the right opportunity. Yes, they have the right platform and package. Yes, this is where you want to be. I mean, what was it? Was there one thing, two things? What made you know from the very first day that you, you were going to build a business and senior life was the right company? So that's a really, really good question. And I would say the first couple things that come to my mind is I'm not the smartest man in the room, you know? Um so really complex things, I, I just, I don't, I don't, it, it confuses me. You know, I like simplicity. And I saw in this business so many people making so many millions of dollars. And really and truly, there wasn't a lot of moving parts, right? We go out, we work leads, and we teach other people how to do the same thing, right? It's really just that simple. So. When I saw so many people making so much money and I met some of these people, I'm like, I'm better than him. I'm better than her. There's no way she's that much better than me or he's there. If they could do it, I can do it. You know, when I was at Lincoln and I didn't have certain things that I knew I needed to be successful. And I found all that at Senior Life, you know, which gave me all the bullets that I needed to really, really have that. You made the analogy. that you can't win the Daytona 500 in a go-kart. It's just impossible. You don't have enough horsepower. And where I was, I could never reach the level of success that I was seeking because, you know, I've hardly ever had a job in my whole life. And when I say a job, meaning going and punching a clock 
and doing things like that. My, McDonald's was my first job, you know, and I waited. Literally, I'd, I'd wait till I was 14 years old, so I could. I always worked. You know, even before that, I had a paper route. So I could say I was always knocking on people's doors, asking them for money, right? But even after that, like pizzeria, working on tips, waiting, bartending, you know, uh, busboy tips. I don't really call those jobs, right? So I never really had a job to where I had to be at somewhere at 9 o'clock and punch out at 5 o'clock and do those things because I always knew in my heart that I wanted more than just getting by. You know, I wanted to be the guy that people looked at and said, that's the rich guy. I just wanted that. I wanted the nice cars. I wanted the big homes. You know, I wanted to never, ever, ever have to worry. I want to be able to do whatever the heck I wanted whenever I wanted it. There was no way that I can get that with a nine to five. So, uh, again, just so I understand were you sold out a thousand percent the day that you started with us and you knew that you were going to build this business with senior life? I knew that the day that I started with senior life, that I was going to be here for the rest of my life. Thousand percent. What could you say to others that might could help those individuals that are listening to this podcast, help them see it that quick? Because we both like seeing people successful. Yeah. Uh, we both like helping people, and I think that's a, one of another reasons that people fail is that they don't commit and they don't see what we both have seen. So what 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 could you say that could help others sit quicker, uh, get them to commit more, get them to stay with it even when they're failing what what is it what what did well the first thing that made me see it so quickly in all honesty was the day that i met you because i knew that you came with senior life you know and that was really big for me you know how many companies in the world especially insurance companies can do what we're even doing right here now and just be able to talk to you talk to and have direct access to someone that not only was a very, very successful agent and ran one of the most successful agencies and IMOs that ever walked the face of this planet in any form of insurance, but then to do what no one else ever did, hardly, but I think maybe there's one or two other families that ever did it, which was to own their own insurance company. You know, And I said, if I can take advice from a guy and work a system that he built and he built it because he knew this is what this is what got him to the point of owning his own insurance company at the age of 30 years old like i'm in i could follow that man and you told me that Doug no one that ever stays close to me ever loses and i just never forgotten that so getting to meet you and then coming to the home office and Everything that I was expecting was just edified everywhere that you go. I mean, you walk into the home office, it's seen your life all your life everywhere, you know? So I think for uh, it's very, very important that if you're really looking at this opportunity to take some time and come to the home office and meet you guys and meet everybody and get exposed to that. 
and I know as we grow, that gets more and more difficult, but I really think that at least in our organizations and a lot of the other organizations that I know a little bit closer, because I don't know everybody, you know, we're growing, so I don't know everybody that closely like we used to anymore, but I know that if you stay close to those people, it's, it's being trickled down, you know, all the, the, the values that you and your father that built this company, it's all getting trickled down, you know? And again, I made a comment one time we were at a leadership meeting and I said that you never want to take swimming advice from drowning people. And I made the comment that we got Michael Phelps over here, you know, as Ron Powell, right? So we got the best person that ever walked in this industry saying, this is what made me successful. And if you do this, this, and this, and this, you can have what I, what I have and some, you know, and I just, I believed it. And, and I just, and I never looked back. And again, I just think, again, going back to the people, good people build great companies. And at Senior Life, we have some of the best people in the world. And that's what keeps me in the saddle every single day. You know, uh, What's so interesting when you think about it is this is so simple. And I think the simplicity of it is one thing that hurts people sometimes. Yeah. They start thinking that there's more to this or there's got to be more to it. Uh, it is basically as simple as get your leads, go see those leads, and do it over and over each day. The more you do, the better you get, yeah. which means the more that you close. But after 60 to 90 days, uh, you will be close to as good as what I would be. It don't take I, long to really master the selling. really doesn't if you're trying and working. I mean, that's why I said 60 to 90 days. And I'm not even sure if that's the right number. It's not that difficult. Yeah, You can only tell people uh, how they're going to die only so many ways. So plug into the system. Don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. Work as hard as you possibly can, three to four days a week. And you can reach the levels that we're talking about. You know, when so you you're saying that, like, you can literally, and I know this, I'm saying this because I know the answer, but you can go out there work three to four days a week, 12, 10 hours a day. Make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes, when I first got in this business, uh, I had a hobby that I actually wanted to spend more time at than what I did at my career. But I wanted this to make me enough money that I could support my hobby. Yeah, and you know, it's only been over the over time that you keep changing your your wants or your dreams or your desires. It's not like I started and right off the bat, I knew that I wanted an insurance company. It's not like right off the bat, I was thinking I could become a millionaire. You know, this kind of goes through stages. And, and as you accomplish, my beliefs are as you accomplish different goals, mm -hmm. it gets you to not only believe in more but it gets you to know and more that hey this is for real yeah for real this is a, a an opportunity that can really it's uh 
you can grow to whatever level you want. Yeah. Uh, but it is as simple as taking the leads and going to work. Now, once you get to back a little bit about your growth, you know, whether it's six or eight months or nine months, you had decided at that point it was time to spend more time uh, looking for individuals to yeah. work with you, looking for other leaders to build uh, a business together. And I think that's an area that you've been really uh, good at. People like following you. Uh, people like your leadership. Uh, people like knowing that if they need you, you're there for them. And they like working with someone that's not telling them to do something that they've never done. And I think all of those are some of the same reasons that I've had the success. And uh, if, if people would just go see the leads, yeah, not give up, if they have a few bad days, there's no way they'll fail. There's no way that I think either one of us would let them fail if they were actually going out and seeing the people and working as hard as they can. I would never let anybody fail that was doing that. That's an amen, because that's something that I always, uh, me and my dad always said, kind of stole this, but no man left behind. Yeah. And I remember when we would uh, be off on the road, being five or 600 miles away from home, and uh, there'd be eight or 10 of us out working. If someone was struggling, on Thursdays, uh, the individuals that had made their week that where they wanted to be, we would stay behind and help that individual uh, get the production that they needed to make the income that they needed. And and that uh, statement or that slogan, not statement, that slogan, no man left behind, is a very true slogan that if people adopt and and put that in their business. It's, you just can't imagine the loyalty that's created when an individual knows you're not going to let them fail. Yeah. I mean, most all of my day is how can I service my team? What can I do to help them? How can I get them producing more, get better at what they're doing, you know, develop something to make it just like you do, just to make it a little bit easier for them. Like, that's a lot what my job is and and. I know that people see that, you know, because I think that, and I learned this a long time ago, is that people are going to follow whatever example that you give them, good or bad. You know, so if you want to grow a big business, you better be giving off some good examples. Because if you give off some poor ones, and you're going to look at the end of the day why you are where you are, what, what are you really doing to, to empower and help your people? You know? Because if you're not an image in my opinion, and it doesn't happen right away, right? It happens over time. But if you're not increasing all the time and being that example of what this opportunity can do, over time, it's people are not gonna really wanna be around you anymore. Like, so you gotta do it, you, you know? You gotta be the one, like, like I'm striving to be where you're at. Because if, if I surpassed you or you weren't really doing much of anything. Why would I want to be like you? Why would I want to follow you? You know, it, it is so true. I, I'm not a believer in following someone that can't do it. And uh, the people that can do it are the ones that 
I've always wanted to be around. Yeah. And that's uh, kind of the same thing that you're uh, stating. And your belief is is that if you can't do this, you can't leave. Yeah. That means if you can't go out and sell business at any uh, time of the day, any day of the week, you can write whatever you want to write. But I do believe that you can learn how to do that if you apply yourself. Over Anybody it, could. I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I mean, just look at the, the different types of people that we had from different – you know, different jobs previous to where they are now. You that goes I mean? back. Like it, just it goes back to it's not the land, the it's man. the man. Yeah. And, you know, something that we don't probably emphasize enough, but the renewals of this business, and some people call it pay through. Uh, talk about that part that so many agents, I think, don't understand and don't uh, appreciate renewals yeah well a lot of them quit before they have a chance to get any you know we always kind of say that that's when the magic happens that second year that first year is the toughest year right correct it that is you know you got you're learning a lot you, you know new business like that's a that's a tough part those renewals kick in on that 13th month and oh my god life gets like so much less pressure you know, and then you can get to the degree where, oh, my God, my renewals is paying for my car note. My renewals is paying for my rent, my mortgage. My renewals is, man, I'm making 10 grand a month in renewals. I'm making 20 grand a month in renewals. Heck, renewals built this whole business for you. If it wasn't for renewals, I don't think senior life would really exist, would it? You know, it would it would be hard. It would. You, and, you know? and I didn't understand renewals when I started. Uh, you know, obviously. I was told about it, but I, I didn't truly understand the power of renewals yeah. and the power of a 10-man organization or a 20-man organization. And, you know, just like your uh, production has changed and just like your goals are getting higher and higher, uh, that's how it was. You know, as I became more successful, I got more confidence and the more confidence that you gain helps you uh, take on or tackle or accomplish whatever your dreams are. Yeah. And, you know, it is crazy to sit back and think that uh, you're making over a seven-figure income selling small face value life insurance. Uh, and you've done that uh, – in a relative, relatively a, a a short time period, when you think about uh, when you think about it, this isn't a business where overnight you can uh, make tons of money. Uh, it takes time. What is the time period? I would tell you, I don't know, and I don't care. The time period is whatever I've got to do to get there. Yeah. And I think that's how you've been. And, you know, talking about renewals, if, if more agents would appreciate that. Yeah. And more agents would understand that it's so nice to get a monthly check uh, from things that you did three or four years ago. 
And, you know, I even still get a check today from Lincoln Heritage. And it's been years and yeah. years since I wrote or my agency wrote a policy with that company. And it's just the power of the renewals. You know, it's funny. You know this story, and I think that's what you were implying a little bit ago, is that uh, our renewal income uh, the first few years paid the commissions at Senior Life. Yeah. We took our renewals, and we used that renewal income to pay the commissions uh, when we first got started with Senior Life. And we invested all of our money that we could outside of what we needed to live on into senior life to know that five years and 10 years from now uh, and, and 20 years from now, uh, our financial wealth would be that much more. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. It does. You know, fear holds back a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's amazing to me how individuals allow fear to hold them back so much. Uh, I just go back and, and think about my, my, my career and what I have done. Uh, it hasn't, the biggest challenges that I've had are not the business. It's things that I have done, whether it be uh, my racing injury, whether it be uh, just any problem. Right. When I really think about it, the problems that I've had are not the business. Right. It's the everyday of living, and it's how you go past those because everybody is going to have something going on in their life, whether it be financial, whether it be uh, marital, whether it be someone died, whether it be someone sick, we all are human beings and we have these things that go on, go on in our life. And I just look back and uh, I've never let any of those obstacles tear me down or put me out. Yeah. I've, I think I've taken those ob obstacles and it's actually made me better. And uh, it sure helped me see it clear. You know, when you, when you came down to Florida that first time and I learned that you traveled by yourself, being in your health condition that you were in then, you know, being paralyzed from the waist down and everything like that, you know, and I got to thinking, I'm like, Dude, what are you complaining about on any level of anything when the amount of effort and work that this man has to go through just to just to get up and get going every single day, you know, you got nothing to complain about anymore. So the fact that you just get up and do what you do every day and came down to see me by yourself, like that was big for me. You know, I I, I don't think about it that way you don't. so many times. Yeah. But uh, you know, when you really think about it. Uh, I don't think after that they even let you travel alone anymore. People got maybe mad at you for that. <laughs> you know, under by yourself. I can't remember exactly why I went down by myself, but I did. And, I'm glad uh, you did. It, uh, you know, every time that I might get down, I try to look at others that have life 
much more difficult than I do. Yeah. And I, I always will end up shaking it off, whatever I'm down about. Uh, you know, I think we all have to sometimes uh, shake off things. Yeah. But you, you can't dwell and you can't let your circumstances take over because you're a business owner when you get in uh, this business with us. And when I say you're a business owner, you've got to keep the doors open. Yeah. If you don't keep the doors open, there's no way your business is going to succeed. Uh, and you hear me say a lot of times that Monday at 9 a.m. is the most important time of the day and the most important day of the week. And if you don't have your doors open, nobody's going to talk with you. Yeah. And I kind of play those little uh, games in my mind, but it's so true is that if you don't keep the doors of your business open, there's no way to succeed. That's right. And uh, this, again, is not that difficult. It's really not. But If it was, I'd, I would not be where I'm at right now. Guarantee you that. But the reason that I believe that it's difficult is most people would not commit. Yeah. And if you do not commit at this, you probably are not going to commit to much of anything. Yeah. But uh, where, 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 in anything, what can you achieve anything of any success or worth having if you don't commit? Like, there's nothing out there that, that you can do and get a lot of success from, make a lot, become successful, whatever, and not commit to it. Everything. You got to commit to something. Right. Like, and this is this is something that we do. I don't know what the percentage is, but 90 percent of our lives we spend working. Like, why not commit to it? Why not be the best? Why not give people a story to tell later? You know, I, what else are you going to do? Watch Netflix all day. That gets I there's nothing on Netflix that interests me anymore. You, you know, there's nothing. What are you going to do all day? Might as well go hard. Time goes fast. No, I mean. Drop your daughter off at college. My kid's a sophomore in, in high school now. You know, like time goes fast. So like the reason why I say $2 million a month this month, I have to. Yeah, I'm a blinking eye. Eric Berlin told me this because he's 82 now. You know, Doug, I remember when I was 45 years old, like, you know, whatever, like it was yesterday. Like I blink an eye and I'm 80 some odd years old. Fire. Fire. Oh.